Rise and shine with the Word of God. Wake up Saturday mornings with a purpose. Tune in at 10 a.m. and join Antonia Roman as she sings and reads the Word of God. The Word of God will give you insight for the purpose in your life. Now here is your host, Antonia Roman. friends how are you this morning i hope that you have gotten your full rest and that you've let go of the week and that you're moving forward to the weekend so we can dive into the word of god and most of all so next week you you can start a fresh new week <laughs> well i hope that you enjoyed your fourth of july i know that there's still a lot of crazy things going on in this world Every time we turn on the news or the radio. But we do know that God is in control. We know that he is present. He's real. And he's here. And as long as we stay anchored on Jesus Christ, the solid rock, he will guide us. So my friends, we're going to continue along from where we left off. We're in the book of Zechariah. And we're going to be diving in today into chapter 10. So as you prepare your Bibles, your notepads, your pens, to write down what the Lord inspires you with as we read the Word together. This is what chapter 10, starting at verse 1, says. It says, Ask the Lord for rain in the time of the latter rain. The Lord will make flashing clouds. He will give them showers of rain. Grass in the field for everyone. For the idols speak delusion. The diviners envision lies and tell false dreams. They comfort in vain. Therefore the people wend their way like sheep. They are in trouble because there is no shepherd. My anger is kindled against the shepherds, and I will punish the goat herds, for the Lord of hosts will visit his flock, the house of Judah. And I will make them as his royal horse in the battle. From him comes the cornerstone, from him the tent peg, From him the battle bow, from him every ruler together, they shall be like mighty men who tread down their enemies. In the merry of the streets in the battle, they shall fight because the Lord is with them, and the riders on horses shall be put to shame. Father, we thank you for your word in Zechariah chapter 10 verses 1 through 5. And we thank you how you remind us of who you are in our lives and who we're supposed to be focused on and anchored on. Father, we thank you for your word because we know your word is truth. Your word gives us life and your word gives us a spark in our spirit 
to go forward and do what we have to do accordingly to what you would want us to do on this earth in fulfilling our purpose. So we thank you. Amen. My friends, you know, as you know, we had just finished chapter nine last time and we spoke about how God will prepare us for the battle and how we will come out victorious and that we can see the goodness of the Lord and everything he sets up for us, specifically with provision. And now we're talking about the restoration that's taken place for Judah and Israel in this chapter as we start to see and read the scripture when it tells us specifically here, ask the Lord for rain in the time of the latter rain. When we ask the Lord for rain, we're asking for rain down. You know, there's so many songs that speak about the rain coming down from heaven and touching us and embracing us and giving us a newness and a touch from heaven. And when we say to the Lord, you know, we're asking for the rain. We need a pouring down of a cleansing. We need um, rain from heaven to come down and touch this earth for a cleansing of so many things in our lives. Not just for us personally, uh, in the spirit, but also in the natural. Because you and I both know that the minute rain falls on the earth, when it actually rains, the trees are getting watered, the grass is getting watered, Buildings that have a lot of dust on them are getting cleansed off, especially when we get hard rain that might come in with a wind, right? All of a sudden, you'll go out and you'll be like, wow, I don't even have to take my car to the car wash because it's nice and clean now. Well, this is what we want our Heavenly Father to do with us when we ask Him to send down the rain, a newness, a new beginning, something to cleanse us in the moment of whatever it is that we are facing and challenged with. And we ask him for the rain so the rain could start to build a harvest, especially in areas in our lives where we may have planted seeds. We want eventually the rain to come and to give it nourishment so it could become a reality. Whether we see it in our lifetime or it happens at a later lifetime, it will happen. So we ask our Heavenly Father to give us rain. And in giving us rain, we have a promise of what we're getting from our Heavenly Father in heaven. And then it says here, The Lord will make flashing clouds. He will give them showers of rain, grass in the field for everyone. You know, that is a promise of the rain that God will send to give us a grass in the field. I don't know about you, but when I used to own a home, I used to see sometimes patches in my grass um, that were kind of brown or yellowish or just it just certain areas that weren't growing. And in order for the grass to be fully fleshed out, that it looked all like grass with no patches in between, 
we would have to really go to that area, dig it up a little bit, maybe add some new sod or sod, you know, get a grass sod on it. So that way it would grow and it could blend in with everything else. So then when we look at the grass, we see it all blended, beautiful grass, nice and green, growing and healthy, right? And it would be grass that we could enjoy on, play on, you know, lounge on, you know, summertime, springtime, all year round, right? We're enjoying the grass, cutting the grass, maintaining it, nourishing it, fertilizing it, the whole nine yards to sustain it. And in this, when it's saying that God, the Lord will make flashing clouds, right? Kind of like, you know, thunder and lightning, you know, when we see when we see it in the in the in the sky, right, and we start to see the clouds are moving and things are shifting up there, we know something's happening in those clouds. He will give them showers of rain. Then the Lord will make it possible for the rain to come, and grass in the fields for everyone. It, and see how it says grass in the fields for everyone, meaning that no one's gonna be left behind of the rain, the pouring of the rain and the goodness of the Lord that can come into our lives. Many times, you know, in the natural, when it rains on this earth, many of us get disappointed because we're like, oh, it's raining today. You can't go out. You can't do this. Oh my gosh, we got to cancel this. We got to cancel that. Oh, I don't like driving in the rain. I know personally, I don't like driving in the rain, especially on hard pouring rain. And sometimes for me, um, those are the facts in the natural. But when I see what's happening with the rain and what is and and what's going on with the rain and how the rain is really going to do a major cleansing and really you know give water to the birds and and, and feed the, the, the soil and feed you know, the grass and all the green pastures and the flowers and just give it water for nourishment. I get excited about that because as much as in the natural, it affects me that I'm not doing well with rain, but the rain and the spirit for me, even so, I allocate it to that and say, oh man, okay, I don't like doing this in the natural, but we need this cleaning. We need this wiping away. We need a newness. We need a freshness right? And God wants to do that with us. He wants to do that with our spirit. He wants to do that with our soul. He wants to do that with our mind. He wants to do that with our emotions, physically, mentally. He wants to pour down rain on us for a cleansing. And we have to be willing, my friends, to to want to have that cleansing, to see things according to to how he wants us to to see it and in our lives when we get rain especially spiritual rain spiritual rain is something that is of a joy coming into our lives this rain um i've been on several uh in the past services where you know we start singing the song holy spirit rain down rain down holy spirit rain down holy spirit rain, rain down 
We used to sing those songs. We sang those songs. So the rain from heaven would pour down on us spiritually. We can get a new awakening. We can get a cleansing. We can get um, a touch from God. That whatever weight was on our shoulders and things that we were struggling with, they could be lifted off of us. And we had expectation of what that rain was going to do in our lives. And we embraced in the spirit the rain. So when it talks about the grass is in the field for everyone, that means no one gets left behind. So always remember, my friends, that when you're asking for a restoration in your life for something, and God is going to pour down that rain on you, he's going to do it in a way of a cleansing in your life, in your spirit, in your mind. How are you going to start thinking? How are you going to start seeing things? How are you going to react to things? How you're going to um, really surrender everything as the rain is coming and cleansing. Because my friends, surrender is key in having a cleansing and a restoration from our Heavenly Father. And once you surrender and a cleansing takes place, you'll see life totally different. You'll understand totally different of how the relationship with your Heavenly Father is to get closer and closer to what He would want you to fulfill. And then when it starts to talk about this rain and how promising it is to us and something we can expect to see and gain from it because grass grows, right? And grass grows green. <laughs> um, and it's in grass in the field for everyone. That means it is, it is something of a harvest that is promised and coming to us. And then when we get into the next scripture, I start to think about how people refer to the grass is greener on the other side. Because uh, sometimes in the natural, we think the grass is greener on the other side. And then we go to the other side and we find out that the grass is not green at all. And this is what it says. It says, for the idols speak delusion. The diviners envision lies and tell false dreams. They comfort in vain. So many of the things that sometimes we are in pursuit of, we come out of alignment of where our Heavenly Father wants us to be. Especially when he's pouring down on us this rain, this newness, this cleansing. And what happens is we start to think about other alternatives of how we can gain what we want to gain. Because sometimes for us, some of us, the rain that's coming down is not quick enough for what we want to pursue. Or we feel that rain poured down, but you only got so much of it. And now you start to idolize other things that speak delusion to us and diviners envision lies. So we start to in 
indulge ourselves in alternative religion, in alternative beliefs, in more mystical um, forms of uh, identifying with what people always speak about when it comes to the universe and some other factors, uh, we start to see a different ideology come into place and because we start to idolize things. And when we start to idolize things, we are going in the wrong direction because the divine is envisioned lies. Because what we're thinking we're seeing on the other side or going to get on the other side is going to be greener grass than what our Heavenly Father is giving us. And what we have to understand is that when God sends a rain to nourish the ground, to nourish the soil, to nourish you, to nourish me, it is a process. And that's why when the rain comes down and the grass now gets green and grows, It is a process, and it's the same with us. When God is doing something new in our lives, we're going through a process. It's not an overnight success in the Lord. It is a a process in the joy of the Lord. (laughs) And we go forward being reminded about it's in His perfect timing to whatever is going to be done new in our lives because of the result of the green grass of the rain that our heavenly father has sent us and sometimes we want to go ahead of the game of what our heavenly father is doing in our lives and we start to dabble into things and that's why it says here until false dreams they comfort in vain we start to then idolize different things that we think are going to make us happy, are going to give us joy, are going to give us peace. When we've already attained that from the rain that our Heavenly Father is embracing us with. He is the overseer of all of these components that help us with everyday life. But we sway and then we go to seek mediums or we go to different alternatives of religion or we're seeking different types of gods or we're seeking uh, different types of things that we think that um, religious-wise can help us. And what we end up doing sometimes is we create idols of money. So sometimes we idolize money where we just want to work, you know, a thousand hours, you know, a month, and we want to hurry up and gain money, and we become very greedy, so we start to idolize that, because we feel that the rain that our Heavenly Father has given us in the moment is only giving us a couple of pennies, a couple of dollars, but what you don't understand is God is giving you the abundance in increments for a reason, (laughs) You know, I always think about, for me personally, when God is really filling me with new rain in my life, it is a process, and it is a process, a step-by-step process to help me get to the next thing that He's going to bless me with. Because maybe if He gave it all to me at once, something could come out of it that I might not know how to manage correctly. He is ultimately always knowing who I am, the desires of my heart, what are my intentions, what am I thinking. He knows all that. 
So because he knows that he'll say, you know, I'm going to give you a little bit now, Antonia. And then next week, I'm going to give you a little bit more. And then the following week, I'm going to add this to it. And I embrace that because it is all in his timing and perfect timing at that for whatever rain he's putting in my life to have a green grass that is not just for me, but everybody else around me, my family, my friends, right? Um, so when you start to fall away from what God is doing with the beautiful rain that he's pouring on you, because you just feel it's not quick enough or good enough, you start to idolize different things. So you start to seek after things of maybe even power. You're on a power trip now, and you want to do things your way, and you don't no longer want to wait for God and do God His way. Like, you just want to now have full power. Or you start to pursue after fame in a way that is of a false dream of fame when God had already told you in the in the rain he sent to you I am fulfilling your desires and your dreams but I'm fulfilling it my way but we become sidetracked because we feel the dream is not evolving quick enough you know I'm not getting to my next destination quick enough I'm not getting that promotion quick enough I'm not reaching the status that I want quick enough And these things then now start to overtake our thought processes, which only have us now becoming comfort in vain. And now everything is done in vain. And we think that we're going to gain success by it. And that then eventually those things that that we want to expedite um, are going to bring us some type of happiness or security. Because that's what we're expecting because we have come out of God's will and now we have done our own will. And in doing that, we're going to find out that we are setting us up for failure. We're going to sabotage ourselves. We're going to go totally against what God has asked us to do or asked us not to do. There's been many times that you and I, my friends, have been told from God specifically, whatever you do, don't do this. And that's the first thing we do. Because we're thinking maybe that's not what God really meant. And we start to do our own thing. And the minute we start to do our own thing, we think we have our own power. We think we're the ones in charge. We think we're the ones who set things up accordingly. And that our Heavenly Father will eventually catch up to what we're doing. And that's not the way it's supposed to be. Because in his word, it says it clearly, seek his kingdom first, and then all these other things will fall behind. So we have to do his will first, his kingdom first. And then the desires of our heart and the things we want to pursue after that he knows every detail about. Then he will align that in our lives little by little according to the perfect timing of where we are at. And it says here, therefore the people wend their way like sheep, they are in trouble because there is no shepherd. Because now what we've done is we're not following our shepherd, which is our heavenly father. We're not following our anchor, Jesus Christ. We're just going on our own road and and, and we're, we're doing our own journey. 
when God didn't even put us on that journey. He never told you to do certain things, but you still went and did it. I still went and did it. I I remember many times <laughs> I have done my own opinions about things and gone and done things. And next thing I know, I was on the road, the wrong road at that, my own road. And then I realized, wait, I got I to gotta detour. I got to turn around. I got to do a U-turn, go back to God because he was, the, he was the correct highway patrol that I was supposed to be, you know, following. Not my own direction, not making up my own road. And when we do that, we start to, um, we don't know which way to go. We went, right? Like the sheep scattered, looking around, trying to figure it out, lost. And God doesn't want us to be lost. He wants us to be found, my friends. And he wants us to follow his lead because he is the perfect guide of our lives. And when we think that we have security and happiness and all the things that we're trying to accomplish on our own, eventually what's going to happen is those things will fall apart. Because those things of idols that we want to worship or follow or do can never give us the the cornerstone that our heavenly father's reign can give us and how foolish it is of us my friends to think we can trust in idols to give us happiness so we think we can money will give us happiness We think power will give us happiness. We think fame will give us happiness. We think success. Now you have to know what it is like to define success. Because a lot of us think that success is just having that billion dollar account. That's not what success is about. Success is measured by what you are doing in following God's lead in your life. And how he's elevating you every day accordingly through the process he's putting you through. And how you are doing everything in his eyes correctly. And then ultimately in reaching whatever desires or goals you have in your life. You're allowing him to set those up for you. And as time goes on, the things will unveil themselves. Because he's doing it in the perfect timing. And then next thing you know, success is along the alignment of God, but it's not in vain and it's not conceited and it's not in a stuck up way, it's in a genuine way. That's why sometimes people will look at me and and I'm sure they're looking at you too, my friends, and going, hey, you know, you look so grounded. I had someone tell me not too long ago, You just seem so grounded. (laughs) You just seem so successful. And I looked at them and I said, that's my heavenly father, what you are seeing. Because it's not that I've made success for myself. It's that my father has successfully sustained me. He has successfully um, kept me grounded. He has successfully kept me in faith. And he has successfully kept me with the joy. It's all the things that my heavenly father has done in my life that has been successful that people see as a success in my life. 
because it's the operating of the Holy Spirit that's within me and it's my Lord and Savior Jesus Christ and my Heavenly Father who loves me. And it's the presence that they're seeing of those things in my life. And um, when they say they are in trouble because there's no shepherd, when you don't have a shepherd that is leading you, my friends, you will go down the wrong road. You will hit rock bottom. You might even hit a wall. And that's not where God wants us to be. He wants us to be embracing the rain that he is giving us, trusting him, having faith in what he's doing in our lives, and knowing that ultimately everything he's setting up for us is for the good. And that we're not supposed to be swayed in what we see, what we hear, what we might feel, what we're like, what the new trends are, the new um, uh, fashion is, or the, the whatever it is. We can't get caught up in that. We have to concentrate and know and stay grounded in our Heavenly Father and what He's doing in our lives. And then it says here, My angle is kindled against the shepherds. And I will punish the goat herds, for the Lord of hosts will visit his flock, the house of Judah, and will make them as his royal horse in the battle. We have to understand, my friends, that Christ is our cornerstone. And we, we are foolish enough to trust in idols instead of trusting God for our future, we're going to find ourselves that God's anger is going to come and be very evident. Especially when we think ourselves that we're the shepherd. And that is a scary situation. When you know that your heavenly father is supposed to be the shepherd and he is the one that you're supposed to be following and you think now you're the shepherd and you start to tell Christ well Christ I'm gonna do what I'm gonna do now you follow my lead that is not how it works friends because his anger will be kindled (laughs) against you If you think you're now the shepherd and that he needs to be following you. God's ways are better than our ways. His plans are better than our plans. And God definitely is not going to be following our plans. Especially when we have a busted plan that is not good. When it doesn't line up with God's plan. When it doesn't line up with what God has asked us to do. When it doesn't line up with the anointing and the blessings he's bestowed upon your life. And when we find ourselves um, that we are not only trying to be the shepherd. We, we are also scattered. And find ourselves that we're lost. And that is not a good thing my friends. And I got to tell you that, you know, during the time of Zechariah and when he was prophesying all this and speaking about this and sharing it with the communities, 
all of these different visions and and uh, interactions that were given to Zechariah, it was very purposeful. You know, Zechariah was fulfilling exactly what the Lord asked him to do. As he was being given these visions and as he was giving messages to give to the community, Zachariah didn't take it upon himself to be like, okay, God, you gave me all this stuff, but I'll go to the community whenever I feel like it. I'll just go over there and tell them my own opinion. <laughs> no, Zachariah was like, Lord, you are the shepherd. I am following you. I am going to do exactly what you asked me to do. Not a word more, not a word less. Whatever the message is, that's what I'm going to bring forward. I'm not going to add anything else of my own opinion to it. I'm going to do it exactly how you guide me to do it. And this is what you and I need to be doing, my friends. Whatever the guide is that God has placed in our lives, whatever, whatever the rain is that he's pouring on our lives right now, on your life, my friend, right now, embrace that rain. It is a cleansing. It is a newness. God is doing something new. It's to gain that grass that it speaks about for the field for everyone. It's to gain, gain the harvest of the seeds maybe that you have planted. It's to gain um, whatever it is he had you do in ministry. You know, you're going to see the fruit of that ministry. It's whatever he's asked you to do as far as bringing souls to the kingdom. You know, and the people's lives that you've touched and encouraged and even brought to Christ. Those are the things that with time, God will have unveiling that you'll see and witness. Or, and if you don't get to witnesses, witness it. Other people will witness it. So those are the things we need to stay concentrating on is embracing the rain that he's given us. And it says here, because from him comes the cornerstone, from him the tent peg, from him the battle bowl, from him every ruler together. You know, in order for us to really understand all of these things that come from him, which of course, as we know, comes from our Heavenly Father. And when we think about our Heavenly Father and how he loved us so much to give us his son, Jesus Christ, who died on the cross for us. And the fact that he came as the cornerstone, because Jesus did come to us as the cornerstone. And the fact that he came, you know, uh, the tent peg, specifically and the fact that he came with the battle bow that is so that we could win the battle and Jesus Christ you know he was he rules over our lives and if you don't understand that something is wrong if you have said with to your with your mouth and confess that Jesus Christ and Lord that he's also the ruler of your life. He rules your life. You don't rule your life, he does. And as the ruler and overseer of your life, you have confidence in him to know that he's going to take care of you. That he's going to do things accordingly in your life. 
that are good for you. He's a good, good daddy. And in doing so, we know, as we know Jesus Christ was here on earth and he was a man of action, that he would be strong, that he would be stable, that he would be victorious and trustworthy in all these things. He is and will always be the answer to Israel. And only the Messiah with all the promises to God's people who are you and I will be fulfilled. So my friends, when God says, you know, for us to ask him for, when the Lord says for us to ask him for the rain, whether we are praying that we need a breakthrough, whether we're praying that we need a guidance in, in what we're supposed to be doing in our everyday purpose in life, whether we are praying to our Heavenly Father about, you know, Lord, how can you use me? I'm a willing vessel. How can you use me in ministry? How can you use me in my church? How can you use me to help other people on this earth? Whatever it is that you're asking the Lord for, especially with the rain that you want him to pour down on you for his kingdom specifically you follow that and whatever he does pour down on you that is what you embrace you don't complain about it and now start going oh well lord i prayed for ministry you know that you would use me mightily because i believe and tug in my heart that that's what you want me to do but then you're not leaving me at home to do it. <laughs> or you're not sending me to Hawaii like I wanted to go. Uh, you know, you're sending me to a place that I've never been to. It's uncomfortable because that is the place God wants you to be at. Because he's pouring such a rain down on you that it's going to be impactful when you get there. But you have to see it that way. You can't see it so much in the natural about, oh, well, I wanted to go to Hawaii. You know, there's all these beautiful, you know, waters and these, these islands. You know, well, that's the comfort zone, my friends. God wants to send us to the forest. He wants to send us to the jungle. He wants to send us to the remote places that we thought we would never even go to because he wants us to impact those communities because he has deepened us with his word, his prayer, his, his understanding, you know, his message. And as ambassadors of Christ, it's our responsibility to go there and share that no matter where he sends us, especially out of our comfort zones. So then when it's talking about how, you know, he is the one and the ruler over us, we must trust him. We must trust him. And then it says here, they shall be like mighty men who tread down their enemies in the mirror of the streets in the battle. Why, my friends? Because when we trust God, when we embrace whatever he's giving us in the rain that we've asked for and he gives us the assurance in our lives of who he is that we can trust him that he is by our side and that he's the ruler over us and that he's the one who's going to protect us he's our solid rock we will come out as mighty men who will tread down on our enemies in the mere streets of the battle so no matter what, whether the rain you're being given is limited, whether the rain you're being given is small, 
whether the 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 rain is you're being given a, for such a time it's going to still bring a green grass for everyone and then in god doing so in your life bringing out this green grass no matter what you're going to be confronted with no what no matter what you're going to face whatever you're going to tread against at like your enemies or whatever opposition whatever may come your way you're going to be able to over have because of what God has given you and you've accepted and you embrace you'll be mighty you'll be like mighty men Nothing will be able to touch you. You'll be able to go forward. You'll be able to do exactly what your heavenly Father has asked you to do. But that is providing that you don't get off track to get sidetracked or waved over to the other side in setting things up in an idolistic way that is that doesn't have anything to do with God. Because you get sidetracked. And when it says here, they shall fight because the Lord is with them and the riders on horses shall be put to shame. So even the opposition that might be coming your way, my friends, okay, that are on horses. And now people who are usually on horses, okay, have um, a greater ability to override you because they're on a horse and the horse could go over quite fast um and they're elevated on the horse so they got more of a height than you but irregardless to all that it says right here and the riders on horses shall be put to shame god is gonna do something with them god is gonna bring them down to their knees god will definitely make sure that whatever battle you're facing, whatever you have to do, that the Lord is with you. And whatever opposition is trying to come your way, whatever opposition is trying to tear you down, whatever opposition is trying to take the joy away from you, your peace, anything that you can imagine, what's going to end up happening, my friends, is your Heavenly Father is going to be by your side and he's going to help you fight that battle. And most of all, he's going to do a restoration. So that's why we can't get sidetracked. We cannot ask God for a breakthrough. I know I personally, my friends, at times ask God for a breakthrough. I say, Lord, I need a breakthrough. Well, when he gives you the breakthrough, I cannot sit here now and say, well, that's not the breakthrough I wanted. Well, that's not what I was expecting. You know, well, that's not how I thought it was going to be. No, I've got to accept the breakthrough he's given me because there's a breakthrough coming with an abundance of another breakthrough. <laughs> I just got to give it time and trust the Lord and have faith in him. So my friends, you know, this is specifically uh, in this scriptures here in chapter 10 is talking about restoration you know god wants to restore a lot of the things in our lives that we may have lost that were taken away from us that were maybe even stolen from us we may have even been violated you may have you know been struck down you know but you're not destroyed 
because your heavenly father is there still with you and we have to always think of the fact that even at times when temptation might come in to try to sway you you have to go to the foot of the throne to your heavenly father so that the other things that you're seeing or hearing about or even people might be you know trying to convince you that it's better you would know that those things are not better because the grass is not always greener on the other side and that the grass right now that is the your heavenly father is nourishing for you it is a process and that grass is eventually going to grow and that grass with the rain that you're receiving it's going to be a harvest for you and not just for you but everyone those around you your family your loved ones your co-workers your friends right even strangers you might come across that you have conversations with so my friends you know we're breaking this passage of scripture down because we want you to understand that when god is doing a restoration after everything he spoke about in the prior chapters of Zechariah we have to understand that with the res- uh, restoration the restoration is key in how he's going to fulfill his promise to us but we must also be solid solid and focused on him solid and focused on his timing we must have patience like never before when we're asking the lord for rain sometimes the rain may not come right away it might still be a dry desert but when god sends that rain my friends he's going to send it with an abundance and as he sends it to you as he sends it to me and he prepares us for what he's how he's going to nourish us and how he's going to fulfill that the rain that comes down is an overflow to us to our spirit to our soul our mind our emotions physically everything you name it to cause the showers of rain to come down and the grass in the fields for everyone that is an a promise and an expectation we can look forward to and having faith that it will be fulfilled and that it will f- be fulfilled in his perfect timing. So my friends, this is all we're covering for now. And I want you to remember that even prior to you asking for the Lord for the rain that's going to come into your life and a miracle's going to happen. Signs and wonders are going to take place. Things are going to happen that you never imagined would happen. Remember that even when the rain starts to come and things start to be aligned and God is blessing you and things are happening, there will always be some type of opposition that's going to come your way. And you can trust and know that your heavenly Father is going to be with you by your side. Continuous of you being focused on him and not swayed and deterred and start to idle something else where you think the grass is greener. So I have been blessed by this message. I hope you have been blessed by this word of God. I know I am and I plan to take this with me because I will 
again very soon be asking the Lord to send down his rain. So my friends, it it has been a pleasure like always to share the word of God with you again. Continue to press into God's word. Continue to stay focused on him. Continue to pray and meditate and have relationship with him. Continue to hear his voice. And most of all, continue to spread the good news of who Christ is in your life. Because you are a steward now, an ambassador for Christ. If you have accepted Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior and you are doing what God has called you to do, you are always impacting somebody's life. You are always being given opportunities to speak to people about Christ. Do that. Don't be afraid. Don't be ashamed. Don't be shy. Open your mouth and have confidence in your full identity in Christ. And all these things that he's going to render to you, it's a process. But God has a great process planned for your life and for my life. So I look forward to sharing the word of God with you again next week where we will rise and shine with the word of God. Wake up Saturday mornings with a purpose. God bless you. Antonia Roman is the author of Confessions of a Christian Woman, A Journey in Marriage, A New Beginning. In this book, Antonia shares her personal journey in marriage and how she used God's word to help her overcome verbal abuse. Tune in next Saturday as Antonia Roman continues to dive into the Word of God. The Word of God gives you insight for the purpose in your life.